This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir Jared of House Gebhardt. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Uh, today we are into chapter uh, 20, uh, Eddard 4, uh, with Game of Thrones and Viserys 2 in a World of Ice and Fire. Uh, so, and actually today, guys, the, the rereads might be a little shorter than, than they have been in the past. Yeah, the Viserys chapter is literally a page. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. If that, so, that's okay. We have a kind of lengthier raven at the end. So. Yeah, we got we have a fun raven um, at the end that we want to talk about. So that'll be that will be a lot of uh, you know fun. Um, real quick at the top of the show, I always like to mention uh, ways in which you can send in ravens. Um, send those to btkcast at gmail dot com. Uh, that's how they get read on the show and discussed for follow up Friday. Uh, if you want to send in a voicemail or something, uh, we got our number is six one four five four seven two three five zero. Um. Yeah, that's it. Let's jump into small council. Yeah, pretty solid little Sunday uh, here. You're listening to it on Monday. We always record on Sundays. Right, right. Uh, watch France. Yeah. Wow. Fr- yeah. Wow. Win, win the World Cup, man. That was, that was a good kind game. of an onslaught there of, of uh, goals there. In the yeah, second, four two. Second I think. Half. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was think, a good game. Yeah. So that was pretty. Um, that was pretty intense. And actually, Sir Matt here in uh, in August, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to decide soon. On our on our team, we are on our soccer team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm, still, I'm still working on it. So yeah, uh, you know we can't wait two weeks in and see who's you know jumping out ahead. Right. But, yeah. That's, but, that's, yeah. So we, yeah, we got to get that going. Lord Adam Park and I were talking, and I was like, I don't really, I need to understand the leagues. There's like a Champions League and a Premier League and like a second division. Yeah. And yeah. All this stuff, and he's like, well, then there, I believe there's other leagues too. There's like Real Madrid, they play in. Like the Spanish league. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You're, wow. Uh, I think we need to hit up Sir, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to hit up Sir Robert here. We're going to talk to Sir. He actually lives over there. Let's see what he's thinking. Yeah, Lady, Jade know? Know, Lady Jade knows as well. I I, well, yeah. I need the rules explained to me first, so that way I can kind of figure it out. Yeah. Where yeah. to go where to, where to go from there. But, uh, yeah. So, other than that, just, you know, just kind of a chill day. We, uh... So Ezra and I, we, sometimes we we like to go. We like to go take a walk as we plan for the show. Yeah, just that yeah. we kind of like, oh, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. We'll right, meet, right. we meet up and we'll, we'll go do that. Today we kind of went out and did like a little walk on, on a trail. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes we just go to like the mall or I don't know something and yeah. just walk around. Barnes and Noble usually is yeah, a, a, a go to for us. And we oh, go yeah. look at books. Spend and all stuff. our money too. <laughs> yeah, and so today I was like, I hey, know, I'm thinking let's. Uh, Go to the trail and walk, and it's like the King's Road, dude. It looks kind just of just like the King's path Road. Yeah, on, you know, it, like we'll have to take a picture next time because it looks just like the King's Road. Yeah, would, probably would does. Be. Yeah, so so which is pretty neat. Just, um, trying to think of other other updates. I wanted to mention this last time. Um, Sir Ezra is actually some of you do listen to other podcast projects, and I won't mention them by name, but I am on a uh, for like a couple weeks. They've mm-hmm. asked me to be on another podcast there, and I don't know that they're treating me very well over there, Sir Matt. You know, whoa. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, I think that I've been I've been slammed a couple times, you know, here and there. They're just, you know, the, the what is Game of Thrones question came up. So, yeah, it's OK. I, I, know, I know I know the podcast you're, that I'm speaking know, of. That you're speaking of. And I'll just say this Game of Thrones is bigger. And Let's better, go. So <laughs> Let's it's <laughs> it's a fact. It's, so if you are, if you yeah. happen to be a listener of that project, uh, feel free to defend Sir Ezra the Watchful 
on that podcast. Actually, they're treating me very nicely, but uh, I always like to, you know, uh, make things bigger than they are. So, uh, anyways, other other updates though. I think everything's um, going solid this week. We are we are recording. Um, well, actually, by the end of the week, this weekend, people will have the uh, next Black Council episode. So, um, Sir Matt and I have been reading that, and we're ready to go. We're, we're going to record that this upcoming week and post it this weekend. So, you guys should have that ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just some show news here. Um, first of all, so Emmy nominations came out. And uh, oh, yeah. so, so, the way it kind of works is like actually, so it's odd because Game of Thrones has been off this year um, because they came out so late. And uh, two years ago, they actually were disqualified from that last year's Emmys. So this year, they're eligible. They're eligible, yeah. Right, so it's just kind of weird the way it works. And uh, they did lead all of uh, TV series with 22 nominations. Jeez. Emmy nominations, yeah. Um, So just kind of interesting there. Now, Game of Thrones, uh, I believe, um, has the most Emmy awards of any show of all time. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, it, it passed a couple of years ago. My favorite television show of all time, uh, Frasier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know why. I just watched it a bunch when I was yeah, a kid, yeah, and yeah. I've seen it like a million times. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah, great. Yeah. Now, two of my favorite TV shows, well, they're the best ever because they have most awards. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, great. so there's that, which is super cool. And um, it has been kind of reported around the internet that the prequel show will start filming in October. That's crazy, dude. Can that's that be? Cr- and that's rumor mill going around. Yeah. But, I mean, that would be radical. But, I mean, think about this, though. It, 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 well, it wouldn't necessarily need to, need to. I don't know if they want to get ahead on this, but if they want to kind of continue that um, with that Game of Thrones wave, you know, and you want to kind of um, fill what would be the next season, but you're going backwards. You're going to your, to your prequel stuff. Uh, you'd you'd want to have it ready to go, wouldn't you? You mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't want to wait a couple of years or whatever. You'd probably want to just keep right on, you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, because you're you're riding that wave of success, is mm-hmm. what you're doing. So, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, also, uh, so my I guess my my guess for that is now. Don't quote me on any of this. Mm-hmm. But next week, July nineteenth through the twenty second is Comic-Con, so this coming week. So when you're yeah. listening to this, uh, Tuesday, I think, right? That'd be the 19th? Uh, yeah. Sounds about g- right. Nah, yeah. Thursday. No, Thursday, it, yeah. excuse me. Thursday. So I don't know. Um, I'm trying to pull up the Comic-Con schedule here to see if there is going to be a Game of Thrones uh, exhibit or like panel. You know, there's always so many um, panels. Um, but my guess is if the, if the show is filming in October, let's just say it is, we should at least get. I mean, we could we, we couldn't get a ta- trailer or anything, so they don't have anything filmed. Yeah. But my guess would be that we would at least get like a title, okay, and perhaps a like just the like, producer or like, like the uh, yeah, like who we well, you know. I think we know who the producer. I think they. But I mean, that person the, coming out, or but at least like, who's something? the cast? Are we gonna get like a cast of who it is? Huh. Like, maybe a little bit about it um, would be kind of my guess. And maybe we also get some, maybe we get like a teaser trailer for the main show. Comic-Con seems like that'd be the place to do it. Maybe. Like a teaser yeah, maybe. trailer or something. I don't know. You know? Be radical. Well, we're going to we'll have to keep our, you know, our, our, our eyes out, you know. Uh, our, yeah, you got to be Sir Ezra the Watchful. Yeah. Yeah. I got a thousand eyes in one, so I'll have to, you know, <laughs> or do I? No, I don't. But anyways, 
yeah, we'll have to take a look uh, on that. So I kind of thought that we wouldn't actually get much because it's kind of landing weird, you know, um, the way mm-hmm. in which the show is wrapping up. I'm not sure if there was a time to cut a trailer, you know, and all that good stuff. Who knows? We'll see. That's the prime time to do it, though, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I'm trying to look here. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about... Oh. What? Oh, I may have skipped past it. Hold on a second here. Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones. That's a fan discussion. Gosh dang it. Gosh dang it. So there's there's a fan discussion at whatever. So, okay, maybe 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 nothing at Comic-Con this year. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's all right, though. We'll keep, we'll keep looking for it. Um, so, yeah, as we said this week, the uh, Maester's Study, which we're about to jump into. Any other, anything else for Small Council? Patreon series, everything is ready to go. I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, t-shirts are out. We've got a couple of you who have just signed up this last this past month. Yeah. And uh, we're going to hit you guys up. I think we have two or three people who signed up, so we're going to hit you guys up for T-shirts. Get your sizes, send those out to you, so um, you should be hearing from us soon. If, if not, reach out to us. And uh, also uh, update those uh, Westerosi words. You know, send us your house words and things. And if, and if I... If you don't see them in the doc, then that means we've missed them or they're buried in hundreds and hundreds of Facebook messages between Sir Matt and yourself. Or, That's or, true. Or Sometimes that happens. <laughs> so it's just hard to sift back through all of them. So just hit us up again. It, it, it's not going to hurt our feet. Just say, hey, guys, you forgot to put my words in on the on the doc. Or, you know, when we introduce the show, we like to have your yeah. house words and stuff. So, okay. Um Let's head over to the Maester study. Sir Matt? All right. Viserys the second. So the last two weeks we covered... Um, Baylor, the Blessed, and uh, Darren, the First, the Young Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those were Aegon the Third's sons, and uh, so they are both dead now. So the throne passes, and they didn't have children. So the throne passes to Aegon the Third's brother. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in that, Sir Ezra? Yeah. Well, yeah. you just had me for a second. So uh, Darren. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think you're right. Egg on the third. Egg on the third. You're right. Yeah, has I thought two you... sons, Baylor and, and Darren, That's and they right. both die. None of them. Neither of them have children. They both die. So the throne then passes to his brother. His brother. That's right. Viserys the second. Yep. Yep. Who was hand of the king? Yeah. Uh, so Viserys the second. Uh, though both of the sons of King Aegon the third were dead. Well, okay. I guess uh, I should have just read the first line. Yeah, the first line. We, we would have been. We would have <laughs> get up. Uh, though both of the sons of King Aegon the Third were dead, I was just testing test, yeah, yeah, were dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his three daughters yet survived, and there were some amongst the small folk and even some lords who felt the Iron Throne should by rights now pass to Prince Dana. Mm-hmm. There were few, however, a decade. Um, there were few, however, a decade of isolation in the Maiden Vault had left Dana and her sisters without powerful allies, and memories of the woes that had befallen the realm when last a woman set the Iron Throne were still fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dance Dragons, last time that happened, buddy. Yep. Uh, Dana the Defiant was seen by many lords as being wild and unmanageable, besides, and wanton as well. For a year earlier, she had given birth to a bastard son she named Damon, whose sire was steadfast, refused to name. You know, you said something the other day, and I was questioning it, but uh, you said that Damon would be possibly his eldest bastard. Yeah. And I think you're right. Yeah. I need to go double check, but I actually... <laughs> I think it is. For some reason, I didn't think that he was, and I think that this is this is during his youth when he's still mm-hmm. fooling around, and you know, and Aegon the Unworthy It's possible is, there are other lowborn ones. Yeah, there this, might be. This is his, his highborn... Um, yeah, it's called the, the, the Great right. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it's when... That's that's the whole argument, is when he legitimizes them. Well, to me... Isn't he the elder son? Yeah. He's the elder son, so that would make yeah. him the, the heir. Right, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, and he has the sword. 
And he's got the sword. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. Yep. So I'm going to have to do some more digging on that because I hadn't even crossed my mind until last week when you said that. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So good stuff. But the precedence of the Great Council of 101 and the Dance of Dragons were therefore cited and the claims of Baylor's sisters were set aside. Instead, the crown passed to his uncle, the King's Hand, Prince Viserys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that was actually... Um, uh, they didn't do that, right? Uh, like Viserys the first didn't do that, did mm-hmm. he? You know, he kind of, you know, decided not to cite um, the Great Council of One Hundred and One. So mm-hmm. they get to kind of pick and choose when they want to cite it. Yeah, it seems like. So yeah, and uh, I think this next next line here is is the most important. It has been written that while Darren Warried and Baylor or Darren Ward, mm-hmm. excuse me, and Baylor prayed, Viserys ruled. True. For 14 years, he served his hand to his nephews, and before them served his brother, King Aegon III. It is said he was the shrewdest hand since Septon Barth, though his good efforts were diminished in the reign of the Broken King, who lacked any desire to please his subjects or win their love. In his Lives of Four King, Grand Maester Caith seems to hold little opinion, good or bad, of Viserys. But there are those who say that by rights, the book should be about five kings, Viserys included, and yet Viserys is passed over for a discussion of his son, Aegon the Unworthy, instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like all those years that, that he had sort of um, guided the other kings, mm-hmm. you know, uh, helped his brother and then his brother's two sons, you know, and then finally it passes to him and then he rules here for a time. Uh, it's just, it's, and then it's all of the, you know, his son is such a, I don't know. We, we talk about Aegon the Unworthy all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and so that kind of overshadows any of any of the accomplishments that he might have, you know, had. Yeah. And actually, this chapter is so short. Um, like, uh, that's pretty much the chapter, uh, to be completely honest, uh, just talks about yeah. the fact that Viserys had a couple children. And this is really where it goes. Uh, the eldest was Aegon, born in the Red Keep in 135 AC. After Viserys returned from Lys, or Lys uh, he was a robust lad who grew to be handsome and charming and also irresponsible, uh, devoted to his pleasure. He caused his father much trouble and, to- uh, and toil and the realm much pain. This is, of course, Aegon IV, who we've talked a little bit about already, um, just because they mention him in other chapters. Um, he's, you know, mm-hmm. the father of Damon Waters, as we'll we'll get to. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, real, real quick, Sir Matt, when, um, let me open this in a new tab here, I want to look at, uh, so Viserys' children, you had just mentioned, right? King Aegon, um, I'm sorry, yeah, King Aegon IV, uh, the unworthy, right? Queen Queen Nerys Targaryen, and then Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight is his yeah. son. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you go back and you actually study Aegon the Unworthy, and you look at when he was alive, who was king? He actually lived through all these other kings. Like, he's, yeah, because he just, he's a he cousin. Just, he, yep, you know, he just didn't become king until right. late. Right, because it had to pass over to his side right. of, of had to swing his way, and so it is interesting to kind of look at this other side, you know, as it swishes as it as it moves over to Viserys to the brother, mm-hmm. you know, and then then the line will kind of go down through through Viserys the second. It's just kind of uh, interesting that he was there during all of those times. What was young Aegon the Unworthy doing? I mean, we know he's hooking up with, uh, you know, the maidens from the Maiden Vault mm-hmm. uh, and and things, but you know, he lived he lived he did, his life is very different. From his brother, Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight. 
Yeah. So, you know, totally Prince, different. Prince Amon has, we, we've been talking about him for several kings now, mm-hmm. you know, and Baylor rescues him. He goes down with Darren, you know, and and fights in the Dornish Wars and things like that. So it's just interesting to remember when you look at a timeline, uh, the way these guys all kind of, you know, they all lived among each other and, yeah. and things. Yeah. So. To this very day, some call him the noblest knight who ever lived and one of the most storied names to ever serve in the Kingsguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the last of Viserys' children was his only daughter, Neris. Um, born in 138 AC, she had skin so pale that it seemed almost translucent, men said. She was of small frame uh, made and made smaller by having little appetite and with very fine features. The singers wrote songs in praise of her eyes, a deep violet in hue and very large, uh, mm-hmm. framed by pale lashes. Yeah. Um, she loved Eamon, best of her brothers, for he knew how to make her laugh, and he had something to um of the same piety that she possessed while Aegon did not. She loved the seven as dearly as she loved her brother, if not more so, and might have been a septa if her lord father had allowed it, but he did not. And Viserys instead wed her to his son Aegon in 153 AC with King Aegon III's blessing. So that's another thing is that this chapter is kind of weird because it really has to go back and say, well, all of this stuff actually happened yes. to Viserys. Yeah. But we're telling you about it now when he's king. So it's, yeah. that's another thing about this book, the way it's kind of written. Sometimes it's weird. Well, actually, that's why going to his wiki page actually will help you a lot. When, yeah. when you look back, they've done a You can a, see a nice his job. life more, yeah. Yeah, you can see his early life. He was, I mean, you can see his role during the Dance of Dragons. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, he's been around for a long exactly. time. Exactly. He's now just king. And really, he doesn't get the chance to do much as king because he's a king for a short right. time. It's just because the way the line passes is very, it didn't go to through the sons and younger children like it should have. Right. You know? And you know, we see that sometimes in in our history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a history buff here, so allow me to nerd out here sure. for a second. Um, you know, like John Adams, if you want if you want to look at somebody in American history, my God, he's one of the founding fathers. You know, he does so many great things before he becomes president. And he's one of my favorite presidents ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before he becomes president and then he kind of has a terrible presidency. And so, like, people kind of even forget, like, what did he do as president? You know, Mm kind of like kind of a thing. Richard Nixon is almost the same thing. Of course, he had, unfortunately, an enormous scandal that that's what most people remember. But before that, he had a lot of really good like foreign policy kind of things. And that's kind of a similar thing here with Viserys is that he's king for so short of a time that it's just people don't really remember what he did as king. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Um, let, let's, uh, so his death, we're going to talk about his death, how it's kind of, uh, mm-hmm. there was, he only, yeah. he only reigned for a year. Yeah. Less than a year. Or yeah. Viser- a year. Yeah. Viserys the second had within him the capacity to be a new conciliator. Yeah. For no king had ever been shrewder or more capable. Tragically, a sudden illness carried him away in 172 AC. It need not be said that some found the illness and its swiftness suspicious, but none dared speak their suspicion at the time. It would be more than a decade before the first accusation was put to paper that Viserys had been poisoned by none other than his successor, his son, Aegon. Is there any truth to the suspicion? We cannot say for certain, but given all of the infamous and corruptness of Aegon the Unworthy, uh, it cannot be discounted. Hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, and then another thing, uh, real quick, I wanted to point out here. I, I kind of skipped over this, unfortunately. Um, going back, yeah. Nerys, the yeah. his daughter that wanted yeah. to marry King Aemon, or Aemon, the Dragon Knight. Yeah, and he didn't allow it. The singers say that Aemon and Nerys both wept during the wedding ceremony of her to Aegon the Fourth. Though the histories tell us. Um, 
Aemon, uh, Aemon quarreled with Aegon at the wedding feast, and it said that she wept during the bedding rather than the wedding. She didn't want to be married to Aegon the Fourth. Wow. Well, and that it, causes some trouble later. And there's a whole theory. Oh yeah. About oh, yeah. Uh, is isn't it about Dar- Darren? Darren. Yeah. Uh, and that and that perhaps you know Darren um, the second. We'll get there. We'll gonna, get, uh, piece yeah. it all together. But like that he possibly is the the son of Aemon um, the Dragon Knight. Right. You know. Uh, just being very, very different. So, yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't that make the Blackfire line the true line? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it would be that he would. Uh, yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's not even like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different sp- speculation there. He would still be a Targaryen, but he wouldn't be, you know, um, he wouldn't be the true rightful. He, he's not in line. You know, yeah. he's not in line. He, unless it go unless. Unless the kingship were to pass to his brother, but it really can't because because Aemon the Dragon Knight is you know um, one of the King's Guard, right? You know, so he's he's taken a vow to like, you know. So if if, if that, yeah, it's tough. The whole yeah. line is like you know, it's. I will say though, it, it it's crazy to think about the fact that we're next week we we start essentially the Dan- the uh, Blackfire Rebellion. Yeah, with Aegon. It's yeah. just it's just it, it, I know this book seemed. A lot longer when we started yeah and now we're like wow we're actually almost done with it yeah i know we're, we're getting towards the like we're getting t- to some of the duncan egg stuff and, and robert's and rebellion and yeah then, and that's kind of it there, there's stuff after that and we're going to cover all that of course but oh, it's, for sure. it's more just like house history isn't it it's well really it's this targaryen history because fire we wanted to make sure we got through that too because fire and blood is such a big deal we'll you know? definitely be through it before yeah. fire and blood yeah um you know one thing i wanted to mention too and 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 gus uh gus can hit me up later about this uh, <laughs> but but the idea that uh i'm on the the um you know what do you call it the the train here that uh Aegon the unworthy might have assassinated his his oh father. i definitely think he did and, and the reason being think about it like you don't, he didn't think that this that this kingship would pass over to his father right. I don't think that ever crossed his mind, you know, that he right. would he would always just be sort of like a prince or, you know, way down in line, et cetera, mm-hmm. and stuff. And he never really thought this this would come to him. And when that when the opportunity does come, it's like time for dad to go. Well, look, you that's know? been kind I of mean, that's been the case with a lot of these people. A lot of the kings really, um, you know, I mean, because after Aegon the fourth, you know, a couple a couple more down the line, Makar. Mm-hmm. King, he doesn't think it's going to come to him. Egg definitely doesn't think it's going to come to him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just just that that was interesting. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else on that? Um, uh, no. And yeah, Viserys the second. Uh, unfortunately, really got to kind of kind of dive into the rest of him um, before that. And we've talked about him, um, but. Yeah, you know what we might do is go back eventually and, and actually look at each person and look at their full life. Right. Because we we have just been talking about their reign. Right. You know, but if you even when we go to Aegon, as I said earlier, um Aegon the Unworthy, Aegon the Fourth, um and then you when, look you, at his when whole we life, when we get to Egg Egg, I mean that's Yeah, you have his whole life his whole life. his reign, you know. Yeah. And so you almost do like a character study. You get yeah. to kind of see what this character has gone through. So we, once we're done um, with with the world of ice and fire, the maester study will turn into those character studies. We'll mm-hmm. pick a king and we'll go back and look at their whole life, right? Or just like just a character and just kind of do a, yeah. overviews, and, yeah, yep. for sure. Or look at specific events and stuff like that. So okay, all right, okay. Well, uh, now let's go ahead and head head to the reread. 
Um, so last week we did John chapter three after training, Jon Snow is attacked by several other recruits, but saved by Donald Noy who shows John the error of his ways. Then John meets up with Tyrion and learns from the Lord commander that Bran has awoken. And then mm-hmm. he also has kind of a little, uh, spout with, um, Alistair Thorne. Mm-hmm. So this week we are reading Eddard the fourth, but I thought as we, um, we're going to continue this, where were they at last time? Yeah. I like this. POV? I like this a lot, my friend, because yeah. this actually helps me. Because as we, as you and I have said in doing our rereads, we're finding that going along with one character can really help you kind of figure out break that story. Down. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so Eddard three, Arya and Joffrey tell King Robert very different stories concerning their fight near the Trident. When Sansa claims she does not remember, Queen Cersei demands the death of a direwolf. With Nymeria gone, Lady is sentenced to death instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where we la- last left off, Eddard. Um, and so this week, Eddard the Fourth, Eddard, Eddard the Fourth, yeah, Eddard. Eddard Chapter Four. Yeah. Immediately upon his arrival in King's Landing, Ned is summoned to a meeting of the Small Council to plan a tournament. Afterward, Littlefinger intercepts him and leads him to where Catelyn is hiding, they, uh, where they plan their strategy for justice. So a couple weeks ago, we read uh, the Catelyn chapter where she shows up and then she kind of talks to Littlefinger and Lord Varys. Yeah. Um, and now. Um, Eddard is coming because she sailed there. So she got there a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she's been there for probably at least a couple of days. I mean, yeah. before, before he does, if not a week or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so, but you know, it's funny just the, like, as you said, the way this kind of works out, you, we were talking about John just the, in the last chapter, but you have to think back to cat and then you have to think back to Eddard and where was he? Yeah. At, and that's you know? even, and that's even the issue with doing the reread, doing a reread of a character arc is that sometimes you have to read another chapter to get that character. Like, yeah. um, just cause I was plowing through a clash of Kings, um, a couple of weeks ago and, um, you could like, if you wanted to do Tyrion, well, you'd also have to do Sansa chapters. Yep. You'd also have to, mm-hmm. well, Cersei doesn't have chapters in that book, but, um, it's their proximity. They're just right. Because they're mentioned. I mean, yeah. it, it'd be impossible. It'd be impossible to not do, to not get Tyrion with, Sansa. So, and then later when you do Samwell chapters, I mean, John's yep. there and, you know, so oh, yeah. you kind of got to do them both. Yeah. Yep. Um, to start this off, one of the, and I, I will, we're not going to go right to what, to, to the juicy stuff, but one of the biggest things uh, is to think back to the events that happened with, with King Robert. Yeah. And and the fight between Arya and Joffrey, it, because it comes up uh, in, in a small way, but in a huge way, I think, in this chapter. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, really, you need to go back to Eddard 2, I would say. Yeah. It's really the chapter to kind of read in succession with this one, because it's just uh, much. Di- it, a lot of these things come up to pass, come up in the later later chapters here so yeah um so i'm just gonna go ahead and start off here sure eddard stark rode through the towering bronze doors of the red keep sore tired hungry and irritable he was still a horse dreaming of a long hot soak a roast fowl and a feather bed when the king's steward told him that grand maester picel had convened an urgent meeting of the small council the honor of the hand's presence was requested as soon as it was convenient it will be convenient on the morrow, Ned snapped as he dismounted. The steward bowed very low. I shall give the con- uh, counselors your regrets, my lord. No, damn it, Ned said. Mm-hmm. I would not do, it would not do to offend the council before he had even begun. I will see them. Pray give me a few moments to change into something more presentable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different. You know, I actually like just in the show where he just like, 
It's he almost, just walks in. He just is. walks in as yeah. is, and it's just like this is who I am, you know. But it does show you that he kind of knows ways of the court, and mm-hmm. you know, is gonna, you know, borrow some clothes and things. So, um, and yeah, he marches in there. Valen Pool is is mentioned in this, so his his steward, uh, you know, um, is is with him. So, and I bring that up just because, um, Jane Pool, you know, yeah. later on will, will will be a player, and so mm-hmm. you kind of need to remember that that's her father. Um, yeah, so the council, it seems the council has urgent need of me. See that my daughters find their bedchambers uh, and tell Joy to keep them there. Arya is not to go exploring. Already knows that she's going to want to go check out this place, right? And uh, he actually, before he gets into the council, uh, one of the first things I think he, well, maybe it was when he's in there, he asked if they should wait for Robert and Sir Barristan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a couple of lines. That's a little bit into it, but um, I just want, I want to breathe here this real quick. So as Ned's walking in, this is where we kind of get the, just that the scene start is described to us and what's going on. And so Ned had come striding into the council chambers, bone tired and dressed in borrowed clothing. Uh, Cause he just grabbed some of like John Aaron's to find four members of the small council. Um, the, ca- the council was richly furnished. Uh, mirrors carpets covered the floor instead of rushes. And in one co- corner, a hundred fabulous beast, cavorted in bright paints on a carved screen from the summer aisles uh, skip ahead a little bit here the uh the counselor ned liked the least the eunuch varus accosted him the moment he entered lord stark i was grievous sad to, i was grievous sad to hear about your troubles on the king's road we have all been visiting the sept to light candles for prince joffrey i pray for his recovery his hand left powder stains on ned's sleeve and he smelled as foul and as sweet as flowers on a grave Mm-hmm. The gods have heard you, Ned replied. Uh, and the prince goes stronger every day. And it's just, you know, Varys is totally just playing the part yeah. right here. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. You know, actually reading that description there, um, I just, something caught my eye. The, the Sphinxes. The Sphinxes. I know. I the Valyrian Sphinx. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Uh, the, 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 yeah. the Sphinx is the riddle. You're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyways, the, the yeah. They've got a lot of stuff over there from Essos, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the free cities. Um, yeah, so let's move on down here a little bit more. Um, they're asking if he's well. You know, um, you must forgive me, but sometimes you look uh, the very image of your brother, uh, Robert, a poor copy, Renly says. So he's kind of going around greeting all right. the different, you know, counselors and stuff. Um, and he comes to... Littlefinger. Th- Littlefinger, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's <laughs> Littlefinger. Yeah, Renly, says, Renly, Renly, and and Littlefinger kind of go back, go yeah. back and forth a bit. Renly said with a uh, there are they're talking about there are worse crimes. Uh, Renly said with a laugh, the way you dress for one. Littlefinger ignored the jibe. He eyed Ned with a smile on his lips that bordered on insolence. I've hoped to meet you for some years, Lord Stark. No doubt, Lady Catelyn has mentioned me to you. She has, Ned replied with a chill in his voice. The sly arrogance of the comet rankled him. I understand you knew my brother Brandon as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Renly Baratheon laughed, very shuffled over to listen. Rather too well. <laughs> <laughs> very shuffled over to listen. listen. Yeah, Varys <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Uh, rather too well. I still carry a token of his esteem. Did Brandon speak of me too? Often and with some heat, Ned said, hoping that would end it. He had no patience with this game they played, this dueling of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have thought that he ill suits you, Starks. Littlefinger said, here in the south, they say you are all made of ice and melt when you ride below the neck. I do not plan on melting soon, Lord Baelish. You may 
count on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he has got the the tensions there with Littlefinger already, and uh, and he doesn't at this point doesn't know right. Uh, he's just gotten to King's Landing. He has no idea um, who else is in King's Landing. Right. Correct. You know. Um, now Grand Maester Pycelle is is next introduced. Um, he asks him if he's doing well. And Pycelle, you know, remember, he's been around for a lot of different kings. He's been around here for a long time. And, um, you know, we kind of know, and you figure out pretty quickly that he is a, um, uh, he's close with the Lannisters. We'll put mm-hmm. it that way, you know. Uh, let's see. Well enough for a man of my many years, my lord. Yet I do tire easily, I fear. Uh, they describe him as having wispy strands of white hair uh, fringed with the broad, bald dome of his forehead above a kindly face. His maester's collar uh, was no simple metal choker, such as uh, Lewin wore, but two dozen heavy chains wound together in a ponderous metal necklace that covered him from throat to breast. The links were forged of every metal known to man. So he's got everything on there. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's really got, uh, he's real decked out. Um, and so he does know a lot. You know, he's actually... You know, probably well versed in, in, in all that stuff, uh, and he's been doing this for a long time. Um, let's see. I think that's about it for him. Yeah, I figure I shall fall asleep if we wait much longer. Okay, so they start talking about needing to, you know, he. I think he's always kind of just playing people off here. I I don't know if you watch the Grand Maester, you know, he is a manipulator big right. time because. He plays the old feeble kind of whatever, like, you know, almost like you could dismiss him, but mm-hmm. he's really a big time player. Oh, he is. And you wouldn't think so because what we've heard about Maesters and Maester Lewin and stuff, you know, would kind of lull you into thinking that, oh, okay, he's a good guy. And yeah. not, no, maybe he is a yeah. good guy. It depends on your, you know, where your, your alliances are. Yeah. Um, okay, just a line. Just a line I have here. So after, after, he kind of sees this thing is this is when we start kind of getting into the um, this is where we kind of start getting into what's what's going to happen. And this is where they say they're kind of waiting. Should should we wait for Robert? Should we wait for Shabaris and Salmi? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they talk about uh, as the others took their or actually that has, that just hasn't happened yet, but it's happening kind of right sure. now. Yeah. Uh, as the others took their accustomed seat, it struck Eddard Stark forcefully that he did not belong here in this room with these men. He remembered what Robert had told them in the crypts below Winterfell. I am surrounded by flatterers and fools. Mm-hmm. So just kind of uh, interesting here. Um, and then he says, we are but five, he pointed out. And then they say, Lord Sanis took himself to Dragonstone. Not long after the king went north, Varys said, and our Sir Gallant Barristan no doubt rides beside the king as he makes his way through the city. Um, perhaps we best wait for Sir Barristan and the king to join us. Friendly Baratheon laughed out loud. If we wait for my brother to grace us with his royal presence, it could be a long sit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's basically not gonna not gonna show up. Yeah, which um, is which is I think actually because correct me if I'm wrong, Sir Ezra, mm-hmm. but I believe actually the next time we get a king a small council meeting actually in the books or the next time we see one is when yeah. Robert is there and he's yelling at. Ned about how he wants to kill Daenerys. Uh, that could be, yeah, because I, I think, like, I know in the Arya chapter, she just continues to talk about how. I mean, they're happening. They're happening. Yeah, we that, just don't. Yeah, we just what, don't get like a POV scene. Right. Of she one. says father is arguing at the council, stuff right. like that. So yeah, you, yeah. But I think you're the next time we, we see get a them, POV one. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, something that just caught my attention there while you were reading that. Mm-hmm. Um, the small council here. Members that sit on it. So you've got the Hand of the King, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, the Master of Coin, the Master of Laws, 
the Master of Whisperers, uh, and the Master of Ships, and then the Grand Maester. So, um, what I was going to do really quickly, because you said Stannis. Yeah. So which which position does Stannis hold? Is he because master he's, of ships? Because he's not there is 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 what is I was he, gonna kind of. Is he master of ships? Uh, he is, yeah, master of ships, and Renly is master of laws. You know, so that's not we don't always whoops we don't always talk about that in the or we don't always see that in the show, right? You know, so I just thought it was interesting to point out that that Stannis does he had just recently gone back to Dragonstone. Yeah, um, why? Yeah, I you know I mean. I think he knew. I think he was on to. I think you know he might have been suspecting different things as well. I don't. I don't know. We don't know actually. Do we know when Melisandre shows up? In mm. like in the show, she's just there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think she, I think I want to say they they probably say it in a Clash of Kings, like first chapter they of Clash do, of Kings. Yeah. I you know, can't remember. I can't remember if she had been there. If she does. If she. If he kind of summons her once he's going to start making plans. Or if she's already been there, because that would that could be a reason as why is maybe maybe she'd already shown up or something. True. Maybe uh, maybe she's maybe seen Patchface in told him something in these in the flames. Yeah, maybe she'd already seen some stuff. Yeah. Um, you know. So, uh, real quickly though. So let's see. Anybody else we wanted to mention there? Peter Baelish is, ma- is master of coin. Mm-hmm. Renly is said master of laws. Stannis uh, master of ships. Varys master of whispers. And Sir Barristan Selmy is Lord Commander of the King's Guard and should stay Lord Commander uh, for a long, long time. But people are not very smart in this right. series. Okay. All right. What else we got here? Uh, so this is basically... We're in debt. Yeah, we're in... Yeah, well, not yet. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, an urgent matter. The King... Uh, there's an urgent matter. Littlefinger smiled and handed the paper to Ned. It bore the royal sea. Ned, Ned broke the wax with his thumb and flattened the letter to consider the king's urgent command. Um, was there? And then he's in disbelief. Was there no end to Robert's fallacy, folly? Mm-hmm. And to do this in his name. Gods be good, he swore. What Lord Eddard means to say, Lord Renly announced, is that his grace has instructed us to gr- uh, stage a great tournament in the honor of his appointment. Uh, then they kind of go back and forth. How much? Littlefinger asks. 40,000 golden dragons to the champion, 20,000 to the man who comes in second, and another 20 to the winner of the melee. 90,000 gold pieces, Littlefinger side, and we must not neglect the other cost. Robert will want a prodigious feast. That means cooks, carpenters, serving girls, singers, jugglers, and fools. Fools we have in plenty, Lord Renly said. Grand Maester Picel, will the treasury bear this expense? Um, what treasury is that, Littlefinger replied. Um, and then they kind of go back and forth and talk a little bit. And then Ned says, are you claiming that the crown is three million in debt? The crown is more than six million in debt, Lord Stark. Um, and mm-hmm. he's, then he goes on to say, Aaron, they talk about uh, we owe some money to some Dornish, uh, the high septums. We owe it to some Tyroshi trading cartels. The cartels, man. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? And you know what? This is a scene. And this is so in the in the show. If you go back and you watch season one of the show. The script is much more straight from the books. Like this scene is one where you can kind of tell like the script feels straight from the books because it pretty much is. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You and, know, um, and right here, Ned was aghast. Ares Targaryen left the treasury flowing with there gold. It is. There how it did is. You let this happen. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you how they let it happen is that they don't have a press secretary. Okay, the, the, the realm does not know. I mean, it's crazy that they don't know. Right. I right. mean, you know, that that the 
how how much I mean they're keeping this a big secret I would imagine mm-hmm. and the Lannisters probably want them to mm-hmm. you know because it's just like yeah I don't know I think I think if, if more people realize that they were going more and more in debt towards the Lannisters like the Lannisters are ruling the kingdom mm-hmm. you know so it's it's very interesting to me that he, and actually they've kind of run they're moving to the faith now mm-hmm. they have to, they've had yeah. hit up cartels mm-hmm. you know it's like Jimmy Christmas man they've they've uh, and here's here's my question did Ares Targaryen leave a treasury flowing with gold or did Tywin Lannister leave a treasury wow. flowing with gold yeah who know i mean yeah good good call he was he was i mean i think it, they probably had a massive surplus for for a long time right yeah. <clears throat> um but i wonder if as you said it just needs to be managed well it comes down to that's why he said they bring up john aaron you know because they say he was a prudent man how is it that he let this happen and then they say that yeah and then yeah they, well they said it was robert robert just yeah. demand no get me the money i don't care and that's crazy that's yeah. just crazy and i think this is all in, in in the second half of this chapter we really start to see i think that information as well as all these past little tidbits with robert has has ned going what is going on what's up with yeah. my friend you know yeah. this is not who i it's not right. the guy that I know and remember. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not the guy that I grew up with. You know. And sometimes yeah. that happens. You know. Yep. Sometimes the the guys you grow up with. You know. They just they change. So True. Exactly. It that so. does. Um. So now, um, he wants to kind of put it off. You know. He asks you know, about the. You know. Can the treasury bear it? No. Obviously, we can't. We got to ask around. Um. He proceeds towards the Tower of the Hand, and then. Unless you, there's something else you wanted to kind of you know nope, look no, at this that, but I think he starts to kind of reflect on basically everything that has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, yeah, just just thinking through all the different. Uh, and he basically just leaves. He's like, I need to. He's like, I need to speak with. I need to speak with Robert. And they say, speak to him, but we're still going to make his plans. He says another day. He's like, and then he kind of he kind of backs off, and he's like, forgive me. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm tired. Sorry, I'm tired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said the last fortnight of their journey had been a misery. Sansa blamed Arya and told her uh, that it should have been Nymeria who died. And Arya was lost after she heard uh, what had happened to the butcher's boy. Sansa cried herself to sleep. Arya brooded silently all day long. And Eddard Stark dreamed of a frozen hell reserved for the Starks of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not having a good time. So he crossed the outer yard, passed under the... the um, whatever that yeah he passed under that heads over to the tower of the hand this is where Littlefinger intercepts him and uh, tells him he's going the wrong way yeah he says come with me and this is where you have to think back to that that Catelyn chapter mm-hmm. and um he takes him basically heads him uh back to where does he actually take him to? yeah though? well you know it's totally weird the, like when I every time I listen to this chapter I'm like wow this just seems so intricate mm-hmm. the way the way they actually have to do it because uh in the show, he I think the show I think he actually just has him come meet him there. Like he tells him, "Hey, this is where you need to come." Yeah. Um, and he's like, "It's just some kind of joke." It uh, just says Littlefinger led him into a tower, mm-hmm. down a stair, mm-hmm. uh, across a small sunken courtyard, and along a deserted corridor where it, where many um, empty suits of armor stood, sentinel along the walls. Yeah. Um, they were relics of the Targaryens, black steel with dragon scales, cresting their helms, now dusty and forgotten. That's crazy. How is this stuff still just up in the, in the mm-hmm. keep? You know what I mean? Well, and then like they have to climb down a cliff. Like they have to, like they have to climb down mm-hmm. this cliff. And like, it's just so weird thinking like, this is like Eddard Stark and Littlefinger are like climbing down this little cliff here. They're like, there's niches in the rock. Try not to fall to your death. 
And, you know, I, and right. I was, every time I hear that, it just always seems so odd and like out of place. And then they, they got on this little path and it's just weird, but they, they, they're on horses and then little finger like kind of takes off and then Ned has to kind of chase him. And then they end up at a brothel. Okay. Yeah. And he says, your wife is inside. And then he's, and Ned's like, this is the, that's the final insult insult. Brandon was too kind to you. Ned said, as he slammed the small man back against a wall and shoved a dagger up under his pointed little chin or his pointed little chin beard just uh just think about that for a second <laughs> that ned slightly takes a dagger up to little finger's throat yeah uh-huh so that may come back yep um and then uh then we, yeah then then he goes then he he ends up he ends up going inside because roderick Grissel's there um now i actually kind of like the way they do this in the show yeah uh, i think it's they just think it's kind of funny and it works and it also saves, you know, a couple page or like a page or something here yeah. where Kat just kind of sticks her head out and she's like, Ned, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of like that better. Um, right, right. Yeah, because it's just a little bit, it's just an extra person popping in there. Yeah. Roderick stepping out. Yeah. Yep. And he says, my lady, you know, um, he whispered, he whispered in wonderment. Oh, very good. So little finger closing the door. You recognize her. Yeah. Um, I feared you'd never come, my lord. She whispered against uh, his chest. Uh, Peter has been bringing me reports. He told me of your troubles with Arya and the young prince. How are my girls? Uh, and he says they're both in mourning, full of anger. You know, and I, so they kind of just catch up here a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, just a, a, a tidbit. Um, and and actually, so so Ned doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't. He thinks he he thinks Bran's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she says it's it's Bran. The real the reasons why she had come down to speak to yeah. him, and he hadn't had any updates. He believes he's still in a coma, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, the only reason she would leave him is if he was dead, you yeah. know, or something had bad had happened, um, you know. And that's not the case though. So, um, and he looks and he's uh, at one point he sees her um, her hands. He yeah. saw her hands then. The awkward way she held them. The raw red scars. The stiffness of the last two fingers of, on on her. Uh, left hand uh, you've been hurt he took her hands in his own turned them over gods those are deep cuts a gash from a sword or how did this happen my lady and then she goes on to kind of explain you know how mm-hmm. she as we've covered in other yeah. chapters how she defended bran and, and and was cut by the dagger yeah and then we get to this this big one right here yeah so he listened and she told it all from the fire in the library tower to Varys and the guardsmen and Littlefinger and when she was done Eddard Stark sat dazed beside the table the dagger in his hand Bran's wolf had saved the boy's life he thought dully what was it that John had said when they found the pups in the snow your children were meant to have these pups my lord and he had killed Sansa's and for what was it guilt he was feeling or fear if the gods had sent these wolves, what folly had he done? Yeah, dude. Wow. Dude, <laughs> dude it's crazy that that's what he thinks about, you know? know? Like, that's what he thinks about. And so, to us now doing a reread, it's like, like that stands out mm-hmm. so, so much. much. Because it's like, what could happen to him? What will the gods punish him for this, you know? Right. What gods sent the dire wolves to them? Yeah. You know, you we're know. not getting into that discussion again. No, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, does his, as we know, he said this is a reread, his death later on, is it have something to do with Lady, yeah. you know? Like, Stoneheart. No, I'm joking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he's very much like, realizing that the pups are a big deal. And this is the, mm-hmm. the, that first indication, you know, to where they have some, 
magical properties. And like, so it's almost like at this point we feel like Sansa is going to be, you know, vulnerable going forward because her wolf is dead and it was yeah. killed by her father, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, Oh my gosh. So I don't know. Yeah. And there's more though. There is more. Um, so then, uh, she talks a little bit about that and then, uh, Ned, this is this is another thing I just think is huge. Ned rose and paced the length of the room. If the queen had had a role in this, or God's forbid, the king himself, no, I will not believe that. Yet even as he said the words, he remembers the chill on the morning of the uh, on the barrow lens, and Robert talk of uh, sending hired knives to kill the Targaryen princess. He remembered Rhaegar's infant son and uh, the red ruin of his skull and the way the king had turned away as he had turned away in Derry's audience hall not so long ago. He could still hear Sansa pleading as Lyanna had pleaded once. Dude, it's just like... So there, there, there's two moments. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's, there's maybe more where he thinks about Robert and then Rhaegar and then Lyanna mm-hmm. and kind of Lyanna pleading to him, promise me Ned. So just something to point out. Well, yeah. And he's seeing this, you know, th- this uh, duality, right? He's seeing um, his friend, you know, Robert Baratheon in, um, in Derry's audience hall, just turn away and yeah. not really care, you know? And so the line that stands out is he says, if the queen had a role in this or God's forbid the king himself. He thought it. Yeah. And the reason he thought it is because, you know, um, Robert's talked about killing children. He's talked about killing, you know, Targaryen princesses. He remembers the killing of, of, uh, Rhaegar's son and that there was no, he wasn't outraged. Right. He just turned away, you know, same way with the killing of, of, of lady just right. turned away, you know? Yeah. Um, and we still technically, I mean, it's, it's believed that it was Joffrey who hired him, but still technically, I think it's kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's still kind of left open, but it seems more commonly Tyrion and Jamie and uh, Cersei are all kind of, uh, there's lines where they reference that it was most likely Joffrey. Yeah. For sure. We, look, we had to look at this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the dagger and yeah, we you know, had to, had to dive a little bit deeper into it. So yeah. And, and Littlefinger says though, that most likely the King did not know, right. but that's Littlefinger. Um, it would not be the first time our good Robert is practiced at closing his eyes to things he would rather not see. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to, you know, there's just things he doesn't want to deal with. So he's kind of like, you know, good with uh, all that. So now, um, what are we going to do, though? You know, so Cat has brought this dagger, you know, and showed it to Ned. And we've got to do something, don't we? What are we going to do? Do we take this to the king? What if the king is, see, that's, that's why it's so key. What if the king is a part of it? Right. What do you do at this point? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so the accusation is treason either way. Accuse the king and you will dance with ill and pain before the words are out of your mouth. The queen, if you can find proof, if you can make Robert listen, then perhaps. We have proof, Ned said. We have the dagger. This little finger flipped it, you know, casually, end over end. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet piece of steel, but it cuts two ways, my lord. The imp will no doubt... So they actually do say, I think they lay the dagger. This is where we, we had talked in chapters past, but Peter Baelish says that uh, that it is the imps. Yeah. That's kind of his... Okay, here, listen to this real quick, sir. I, I don't mean to get off, off subject here. It's fine. But just uh, but here, just hear me out on this. Um, and then, so he's talking about, like, who have you told about, about these plans? I told Peter our suspicions about John Aaron's death, Catelyn promised. He has promised to help you find the truth. This was not news that Eddard Stark welcomed, mm-hmm. but it was true enough that they needed help, and Littlefinger had been almost a brother to Cat once. 
it would not be the first time that Ned had been forced to make common cause with a man he despised. Very well, he said, thrusting the dagger into his belt. You spoke of Varys. Does the eunuch know, know all of it? Not from my lips, Catelyn said. You did not wed a fool, Eddard Stark. But Varys has his ways of learning things that no man could. He, um, he has some dark art, Ned. I swear it. So it's just interesting here mm-hmm. that Ned is just kind of, he's kind of questioning Cat on secrets. It's just kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh-huh. that's, that's a big a big thing I keep finding online with the whole R plus L equals J thing. Yeah. Is that why didn't Ned tell Kat? It seems like, you know what I mean? It seems like he would want to tell Kat if, if Jon Snow is whatever. Uh-huh. Which is still the most common theory. Um, so why didn't Ned tell Kat that Jon Snow is actually not his bastard? Because Kat wouldn't. One, people yeah. say like maybe Kat is kind of hot-headed, as we kind of see, like where she lets Jamie go uh-huh. and these things. But true. But the thing is, is that Ned had just met her. Uh huh. Yeah. So there is that. So I. So I actually don't think that's why he didn't tell her, because that's what I see a lot of people say is like, well, Kat is kind of hot-headed and. Um, you know, these kind of things. But from what we know is that Eddard Stark like met her on the wedding day. He didn't really yeah. know her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he, maybe that's another reason when he came back, he's like, Oh, I can't trust this person. Cause I don't really know them. Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know them. But another theory I've heard is that he specifically doesn't tell cat because he actually wants cat to be mean to John because that way you can keep up the appearance. And it's more believable. It's more, yeah. it's, it's more believable. Well, the other thing is too, clearly she, you know, Maybe he doesn't tr- totally trust her, her judgment here. Yeah, and you know, and I know he does, he doesn't live to see the whole letting Jamie Lannister go, but like telling little Littlefinger right right away here, you know, and he's not he real. He's, yeah, he's, he's not. He's, he's, makes not him, he's not keen on it. He wouldn't have done that. I yeah. probably, you know, um, he would have kept that close to the chest. And and maybe he does understand the ways of court a little bit more. He at least knows the the ultimate cost and consequences. Well, he still runs Winterfell, and he, you know, I mean, he still runs yeah. the North. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like you don't have conniving and scheming up there with like the Boltons and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. So anyways, I, I, we had skipped over the part where they, they, they claim that it is the imp's dagger, you know. Um, and so that's that's established. And when they're talking about proof, you know, um, let's see. He says the imp will no, will no doubt swear the blade was lost or stolen while he was at Winterfell. And, you know, um, with his hiring... Um, dead. Who is here to give you know uh, him the lie? So basically, you know, since the since they had killed the assassin or the assassin's right. dead, who's there to kind of you know um, call him out for that? He tossed the knife li- lightly to Ned. My counsel is to drop that in the river and forget that this was ever you know forged. Mm-hmm. And honestly, good advice, probably. You know, just let the whole thing go and just move on, bury it and move on. Yeah. Uh, because they dwell on it and it's going to take you down a sticky path here. Yeah. So. And then um, this is really cool is you kind of get Ned. This is where you get to see just actually how good of like a, have a ruler Ned is. 
Um, and uh, when the door closed behind him, Ned turned back to his wife. This is when Baelish leaves and kind of gives them a moment. He says, once you're home, send word to Hel- Helman Talhart and Galbert Glover under my seal. They are to raise 100 bowmen each and fortify Moat Kalen. 200 uh, determined archers can hold the neck against an army. Instruct Lord Manderley that he is to strengthen and repair all of his defenses at White Harbor and see that they are well manned. <laughs> and from this day on, I want a careful watch kept over Theon Greyjoy. Interesting. Oh, uh, if there's God. a war, we shall uh, have sore need of his father's fleet. War, there was fear. The fear was playing in Catelyn's face. It will not come to that, Ned. Um, Ned promised her, uh, praying it was true. Uh, he took her in his arms again. The Lannisters are merciless in the fa- uh, in the face of weakness, but Aerys Targaryen learned to his sorrow. Uh, Aerys, as Aerys Targaryen learned to his sorrow, but they would not dare attack the North without the power of the realm behind them. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Ned immediately is like, "Okay, do this, do this, do yep. this." Yep. Yep. Just like, just like when he's when he's sitting in the uh, council room, and we get really his like only one act as hand of the king, and he's like, "Sir, uh, Sir Barrington Darien." Dude, this is this is unreal. I mean, this, <laughs> it is actually so cool. You know, send word here, do this, do that. Yeah, like you said. Basically, almost. I mean, it, he does everything but call the banners. Yeah. I mean, he's like, it's kind of he does a everything secret. right. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. a secret way of calling. Like, I mean, that sends a signal. First of all, can you imagine being on the other end of that? Yeah, being Lord Mandolin and going, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, our our like like Lord Stark has gone down to King's Landing. You know, and all they know is like Bran is in a coma. Something happened. Right. Then they hear. Then they might hear rumors that there was an assassination attempt on the boy. Right. And next thing you know, you're getting word from, you know, your from Lord Stark to secretly start, you know, prepping. Right. Fortify you, Moat Kalen. It's also interesting who Ned calls for and who he doesn't. True. Um, True. Now, think Gurr may have not written this character yet because, um, you know, he wrote this first but there's he doesn't he doesn't say anything about Roose Bolton who is also has quite a big army in the north you know what I mean he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything about him uh, he's like no Galbert Glover um, and Manderley of White Harbor um, so it's just interesting that that's yeah. what he Hel- Helman Tallhart Helman Tallhart and then yeah. when he talks about Theon Greyjoy is it does he actually does he think Theon's because it's the line is weird he says, I want keep, a careful watch kept over Theon Greyjoy yeah so that makes it seem like Theon could turn against us. Right. But and then he, says, he immediately follows it with, we may need help from his father. Yeah. We shall have sore need of his father's fleet. So would, was his plan, is his plan to not send Theon back, but ask for help and say like, well, we have your son. Exactly. He's a hostage. That's, yeah. He's always been yeah. sort of a hostage of the Starks. And you, and that's the thing is like, he's raised him like, as you well know, as he can. As well as he can. But at the end of the day, he's a great joy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he will be used by Lord Stark. Yeah. If need be. Okay. <laughs> Winter is coming. It actually might be the most boss moment of Dude, Edward it is. Stark. It's, and it's just so crazy because you're right. I, I always I always think back to when he when he acts as king, you know, on the, on the king's king, behalf. Yeah. yeah. And he summons Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. To take on, you know, the mountain and stuff. And I just think that's just yeah. so awesome. Yeah. But dude. I, I, that is a scene also, I think. I just... It's cool in the book too, but I just yeah. think it's, it, it's. It, I think it's much cooler in the show because he just in the show they don't have time to explain that he's 
kind of desperately searching for someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's still cool in the book because he basically do it. And Grand Master Pycelle is like, uh, what are you doing? He's like, ah, d-, and like, they have no time to stop. They have him. no time to stop. Yeah. Him. No but time. in the show, he just stands up and he's just like, yeah. Barrett and Darian, yeah. I summon you. But you know, even in the book, it's like he searched. It's the cool. Halls it's super cool. In his yeah. mind, right? Looking for an honorable, right. you know, knight, someone who, who he could trust. And think about who he picks. Yeah. Sorry, I know it's another chapter, but Barrick Dundarian, who's betrothed to a Dane, all this yeah. stuff. I mean, it's oh my gosh. It's at all it's all it's, it's all, all connected. It, all connected. Yeah. And then that's uh and then um here we go, uh just here. Uh that was the most dangerous part. Um that they talked about what about lore. A war. Mm-hmm. That was the most dangerous part, New, because he ha- he's going to have to present proof. Ned yep. knew all justice flows from the king, he told her. When I know the truth, I must go to Robert and pray that he is the man I think he is. He finished silently and not the man I fear he has become. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's the thing. Right now, what, he's pr- what he is secretly doing, Sir Matt, he is secretly prepping for a potential war with his friend, you know? I mean, that's what he's doing. Fortify right. Moat Kalen. Yeah, and, like, I mean, don't mess with the North, by the way. Yeah. Good grief, man. Oh, I think he would win, too. I mean, because here's the thing. is Get House Tully. You've got the Riverlands. You so, know. Well, so the problem is, well, you, I think a lot of people would say, well, if Rob Stark did it, Eddard could. But the difference would be you wouldn't have Stannis and Renly. Mm-hmm. True. And, like, Highgarden signs with Renly. So it could be just... The Starks versus everyone. Well, that's what I mean. Like you'd have, right. the, you'd have, you'd have the Aarons and you'd have the, the Tullys. The, the Tullys. So right? you'd still have um, most everyone, but I maybe Highgarden doesn't get involved. Dorne probably doesn't get involved. Well, I don't know. Actually, there's actually who you could ally. That's what with. I'm saying. You, unless, unless they went with us, but not with Robert. Right. right? No, 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 no. Yeah, not the, with the Lannisters. The only way, you, the only way you could pull it off would be if Eddard Stark would have to say, tell Dorne. You can have the South. Yeah. And he wouldn't <laughs> give a crap. Yeah. He would just, I mean, again, it just would just go north. back to. I'm so you just, just say, just give them, just give yeah. them whatever you take. King's Landing, the Stormlands, and. See, because he doesn't want the throne. And, I mean, what, could you and, imagine? What would he do? He would just become king of the North. Yeah. He'd just be like, we're good up yeah. here. You know? I mean, it's just crazy to think about. So. So anyways, there's there's that chapter for you guys. Um, there's some, yeah, just some, some neat little. Uh, People mention. I just want to go over some of those that were mentioned. We talked about all the yeah. bannermen that were mentioned and things. Um, uh, Vay and Pool, I think, is 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 cool. The the Stewart. I just keep you know um, bringing him up or whatever because of his daughter. Um, we get to meet Renly. We get to go. We we get introduced kind of to. We heard about anyways. Stannis um, and and just a lot of different characters mentioned here. So it's all mm-hmm. kind of starting to come uh, together. I think mm-hmm. you know. So and also do, you know in calling out. Um, Tallheart and Glover and Manderly are those his most trusted? You I know? think, yeah, I would have to say, right? I mean, th- those are yeah. the houses up there that he really trusts. Yeah, Manderly, and, and maybe, Manderly, and Glover. Right, and they're also, you know, in they're also strong houses too in the north, mm-hmm. you know, and things. So, uh, not just, the Boltons. Yeah, no, uh, no. <laughs> so, just interesting. So, um, all right, right here. So, onto a Raven. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this one uh, is from uh, Javelik. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, um, all the candidates to be the younger and more beautiful uh, another um, are uh, indeed the women whom the prophecy refers to. 
So the idea here, there's not one single younger and more beautiful queen, but there are many of them. This is referring to the Valencar prophecy uh, and Cersei. I, queen, you shall be until there comes another younger and more beautiful uh, to cost to cast you down and take all that you hold dear. Um, firstly, Maggie does not specifically say, uh, say uh, does not specify that the more beautiful wo- the more beautiful woman is a queen. She just says that another will cast Cersei down. Secondly, we can enlist everything that Cersei holds dear: Joffrey, Tommen, Marcella, Power, which is kind of the Iron Throne, and Jaime. Um, taking the above into account, I would argue that there is not one single younger and more beautiful another. Um, but plenty of them. Each one of these women took one thing or something that Cersei held dear. Joffrey uh, and Sansa, Tommen and Marjorie, Marcella and uh, Arion slash Illyria, um, the Iron Throne, Daenerys, Jaime and Brienne. Um, so Joffrey, the younger and more beautiful lady that took Joffrey from Cersei was Sansa, who inadvertently poisoned him. I dreamt of a maid at a feast with purple serpents in her hair, venom dripping from their fangs. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting there because the whole, the you know, the the locket or the pendant she kind of has. Yeah, in her hair. Yeah. yeah. Th- yep. Mm-hmm. She actually has the, 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 the oh, what do you call the that? Poison, the, yeah. It's like a thing that you put in your hair. Girls put it in their hair. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, brochure or whatever. Yeah. yeah something whatever like that. It is. Um, although it, we, in the books, I don't believe we know actually who poisoned him yet. Tyrion, no, Tyrion says he does to Jamie, uh, but that, that's just because he's lying and he's pissed at Jamie at the time. It's when it's when he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he does, but he I, he doesn't actually do it yep. that we know of. Um, in the show, it's the Queen of Thorns. I think Baelish also says to Sansa that he did it, mm-hmm. um, which could still be true. Could be true, but I think it's still a lie. I think it actually probably was still. Well, it could be all of them interconnected, and it looking. also could be. Tywin, yeah, who did it? Yeah, because he wanted to get Joffrey out of power. Tommen, um, in the TV show, we saw how Marjorie took Tommen from Cersei. Progressively, he started to care more about his wife than his mother. At the end, Tommen prefers to kill himself rather than to keep living without Marjorie. In the books, we read that Tommen is enjoying more of his time around the Tyrells than with his mother. I guess there is going to come a time in which Cersei will finally lose control over him, and I think okay. that's also fair okay. because. Yeah. Um, even in the books, uh, Cersei is very, uh, she does not want, uh, Loras Tyrell to be his master at arms and she wants to get a proper master at arms. And Tommen's like, no, I want, um, Sir Loras. And they kind of go back and forth, um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my, Marcella. If we follow logic, um, Arion will take Marcella from Cersei. The Martells will eventually join Griff slash Aegon's side. Therefore, Marcella is going to be trapped in a war between the family with which she is living right now and the Lannisters. I guess the situation will lead to her death and Ariana will have some, um, will have something to do with this. In the TV show, HBO kind of merged Ariana with Illyria. I suppose that's why they decided to make Illyria kill Marcella. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of the power iron throne side. And finally we have the iron throne. The one thing that Cersei has after losing her children, Daenerys is the only princess slash queen that is missing to participate in the casting Cersei down and take all that she holds dear. I guess she will do this when she finally burns King's landing to the ground. And then we get to Jamie. I don't know if Jamie holds Cersei as something dear since she truly loves 
Uh, what she truly loves is herself being reflected on him, not uh, Jamie as such. Nonetheless, we let's assume she holds Jamie dear. In that case, Brianne, Brianne of Tarth uh, was the one that took Jamie from Cersei. That's a line here. The queen remembered the maid of Tarth, a huge, ugly, shambling thing who dressed in a man's mail. Jamie would never abandon me for such a creature. My raven never reached him elsewhere. He would have come. Elsewise, he would have come. As someone has already written, um, this is just um, from a thread or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Brienne is certainly not more beautiful than Cersei, but mockingly, she is called Brienne the Beauty. And of course, Brienne's soul is more beautiful than Cersei's. If it's necessary, the following quotes show Jamie's feelings toward Brienne. Sir Jamie, I am grateful, but you were well away. Why come back? A dozen quips came to mind, each crueler than the one before, but Jamie only shrugged. I dreamed of you, he said. Um, this is just kind of a series of lines. I don't know if they're necessarily in order. Um, the, berry, the bear was less hairy than that freak all. Um, Jamie's golden hand cracked uh, cracked him across the mouth so hard the other night went stumbling down the steps. His lantern fell and I'll smack and smashed and the oil spread out burning you are speaking of a highborn lady sir call her by her name call her brianne the light was so dim that jamie could scarcely see her though they stood a uh, scant few feet apart in this light she could almost be a beauty he thought in this light she could almost be a knight mm -hmm. and then he's uh, thinking of cersei she's been fucking lancel and osmond kettleback <laughs> and probably moon boy for all i know uh -huh. And then he says, talking about TV show territory, I guess Jamie will die in the arms of the woman he loves. That is to say, Brienne. Interesting. Okay. So really good. Uh, it's just a really well put together uh, threat or kind of subject here. So the argument is, I, you know, uh, for, to go back to the top, I would argue that there's not one single younger or more beautiful another, but plenty of them. Yeah. Um, so firstly, Maggie does not specify. So the, uh, she, the original they, thing here is that there's not one single younger or more beautiful queen, but plenty of them. Yeah. So this person's making the case that there's a lot of different. Um, yeah. And potential. also and also potentially that it's not a queen per se. Mm -hmm. It just says, I queen, you shall be until there comes another is the actual line. A lot of people think, oh, another queen. But that's not technically. I mean, technically speaking, they're correct. That is not exactly what um, Maggie the Frog says. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except, okay, I'll, so Maggie says, I, you know, queen you shall be until there comes another, younger and more beautiful, to cast you down and take all that you hold dear. You know, so that was in A Feast of Crows, chapter 36. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, technically, kind no, of. I know, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, for their for their purposes, for the pur purposes of, the, of this, you know, uh, raven, they've just stopped it at until there comes another, and again, it doesn't say queen, though. It just right. says another younger and more beautiful uh, to cast you down and take all that you hold dear. So again, it still works. It's just saying that this person will be younger and more beautiful and cast you down and take all that you hold dear. Right. You know, so um, just a little bit on Maggie the Frog, though. You know, she came to Lannisport as a young woman. Um, you know, so she's been there for, for quite a bit. It's, it's known that she can kind of, uh, she's like a woods witch type mm -hmm. of thing, you know. Uh, when she was 10, Cersei Lannister became, you know, um, enamored with Prince Rhaegar during the tournament in honor of Viserys' birth. Cersei and her two friends um, sought out Maggie to learn their futures uh, and which men they would marry. But Jane fled at the sight of Maggie's yellow eyes. Maggie initially refuses to tell the futures of the remaining girls, but grudgingly 
um, agreed, faced with Cersei's threats. Using um, a twisted iron dagger, Maggie drew and drank blood from the girl's thumbs. Maggie allows Cersei three questions and made the prophecy of Valencar, High Valerian, for a little brother, which haunted Cersei thereafter. Um, and then when um, Malara took her turn, which is her friend, Maggie predicted that she would die young and hinted that it would be by Cersei's hand. Dissatisfied, Cersei threw a jar uh, of potion into Maggie's eyes and fled, leaving Maggie to curse them both. Uh, Malara, who begged uh, Cersei never to speak of the prophecy, soon drowned in a well. Cersei yeah. never told of Maggie to her father. And there you have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know? So it's something that that's that's been that's been eating at her, um, you know. So, so the the questions that she asks, so she says, "Will I wed the prince?" And then Maggie says, "Never. You will you will wed the king." Yeah, you know, <laughs> Robert Baratheon, right? Yeah, um, I will be a queen though. Question mark. I queen you shall be until there comes another younger and more beautiful to cast you down and take all that you hold dear. Uh, and then Cersei says, "Will the king and I have children?" Oh, I, six and ten for him and three for you. Gold shall be their crowns and gold their shrouds, she said. And when your tears have drowned you, the Valencar shall wrap his hands about your pale white throat and choke the life from you. Right. <laughs> so, and that's interesting. So there, there it is the, all. In, and that, and that's, that's the thing that's interesting um, because I don't know how the show is going to pull, pull that off. And when your tears have drowned you. So Cersei didn't cry in the show when Tommen kills mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. and she blows up the sept sept of Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there would have to be something that would cause her to cry in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be the loss of Jamie. You know, I mean, I, I think maybe it's one of those so things. Like we, she, so we just don't see it. So perhaps. maybe that, okay. So maybe that That's, is, so maybe there we go. Maybe what if she kills Jamie what if like Jamie? What if like what if it's like a thing? What if it's some kind of event where Jamie is riding? She's maybe she's just gonna blow King's Landing up or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she has Jamie dies fighting or something. Yeah. And then I don't know. You have Tyrion, and then maybe that's how Tyrion does it or something. Yeah. Or, or I don't know. Or yeah. what if what if it's Brienne of Tarth that kills that kills her? Um, like or, maybe 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 Jamie dies or something, and then Brienne of Tarth actually kills. Cersei, um, but it would still be then be kind of the brother because it would be Jamie killing her through Brienne because Jamie, you know, caused her to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I get you. The, the the relationship between it won't be as. Um, well, what's weird about this one is that you know a lot of the prophecies and things are like vague, right? And it could be this one's kind of meetings. specific. It's kind of straightforward. Yeah, you know, and it's like a lot of it actually does because so. You know, will I wed the prince? Never. You will wed the king. And she does. You know, and will I will the king and I have children? You know, six and ten for him and he has three a lot of bastards, yeah. For you. Yeah. So which in three for you makes me think too, this whole piece with the her having uh, I think she's lying about the pregnancy in the show. Yeah. Or it's gonna be a miscarriage or something. It's right. not gonna be, you know, uh, it's not gonna come to whatever. That won't be birthed. Um and then yes, yeah, well so she's already she's already had forward. one miscarriage that we know of, so so that one wouldn't count as an actual child. So she still could be pregnant. Yeah, she, uh, she could. That's why I said multiple. I, I got gotcha, yeah. I said she could be faking and it could be a miscarriage. Yeah. yeah. She could be either of those things. So, I don't know. Because the yeah. reason I've always said that I thought she was faking in the show is because I just think, you know, 
that's what she does to keep Jamie around. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. that's the only that's that's what she does. Yeah, and when so the only thing that hasn't come through is the is the Valencar. You yeah, know, and when your tears part. have drowned you, yeah, the Valencar shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and choke the life from you. Right, and then people were all trying to figure out what is what does Valencar mean. You know, and all that kind of stuff. So that's the key word, and that's sort of why it's called the Valencar prophecy is to figure out. That's where we go to prince and princess. If there's any amb- ambiguous to it or whatever, it's around that word. And right. what does it mean? And, and what could that, you know, who will kill Cersei type of thing, yeah. right? So, because we had people submitting ravens last week just about this, you know, and there 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 are theories that, you know, it could be someone like um yeah, like, but, okay. like the like the hound. Remember you had said yeah, but, okay, but here's something. So first she says, will I, will I wed the prince? Never. You will wed the king. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. I was looking at the wrong thing. It's yeah. when her friend says, will I marry Jamie? Not yes, Jamie or any other man. Yeah. Worms yeah. will have your maidenhead. Your death is here tonight, little one. Can you smell her breath? She is very close. So Cersei does kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Cersei kills her friend. Yeah. Um, you know, and that crazy. It's crazy. You know, and so. People remember just last week. People were talking about could the hound be the Valencar because it just says mm-hmm. the Valencar shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat. So little brother, does that mean her little brother or a little brother or or what? You know, it doesn't really say. It just says the mm-hmm. little brother shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and cut the and and choke the life from you. Yeah. So, why does Cersei push? How? Why does Cersei push her in the well? Well, because she wants to. Um, Gosh, I, I I've read that chapter, and I just got to go back. I think and look she at wants it. to tell Tywin. Let me see here, real quick. Um, <laughs> so dissatisfied, Cersei threw a jar of potion into Maggie's eyes and fled, leaving Maggie to curse them both. Um, Malara, who begged Cersei never to speak of the prophecies, soon drowned in a well. Um, Cersei never told of Maggie to her father. So, yeah, it does, oh, let's see here. See right here. Malara, this is her page. Um, then 11 years old, visited Maggie the Frog with Cersei Lannister and Jamie uh, and Jane uh, Feynman during the tourney, the tournament in honor of Viserys' birth in 276. Uh, I'm just going to skip a little bit here. Maggie told her that she would die that night and her death was close. Many years later, Cersei told uh, Taina of Mir. That's the girl she's she's kind of hooking up with. Mm-hmm. Um and she's trying to like force herself on her. Like she's thinking about how Robert um, used to do that to Cersei, and she's right. trying to see if it feels good. Um, and that Maggie's prophecy had come true. Malaria, uh, malaria drowned in a well. It is implied that Cersei herself killed Malaria by pushing her into the well and leaving her to drown. I'm just trying to remember why she did that. Do we know? It says a feast for crows, chapter thirty-nine, Cersei nine. I just don't remember. I just don't remember specifically. Yeah, the, the, whether why, she actually ex- if, if we said know that. if we know why she wanted to do why she pushed her in the well, uh, it there is some there is hinting in the book. I'd have to let me. I'd, I'd have to go read. Those we'll have chapters. to dig deeper into that. Yeah, I'd have to go read those because or send um, us a raven and uh, tell us. Yeah. Well, one of the I mean, one of the obvious like and I have to go read it again, but I think it's because she wanted to marry Jamie. Yeah. You know, and because she asked, "Will I marry Jamie?" You know, and I think that pisses Cersei off. Because no one can have Jamie except for right. her, you yeah, know. That's probably, and yeah. So I think that's a large part of it. There might have been more to it, but I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, all right. That was a um, that was a fun little rabbit hole to yeah, get into. Absolutely. So, okay. Anything else here? Any other? Uh, nope. That's 
that, that's kind of it here. So okay. um, yeah, so make sure guys that you know send those uh, those ravens to btkcast uh, gmail.com and uh, you know Sir Matt or myself we'll we'll see those and we'll we'll get those going for you. Uh, this week during Man the Wall, um, we actually don't have a knighting ceremony, knighting ceremony but we will we will come back with one next week. Um, again, send us those house words and you know hit us up on Patreon. We can uh, get your title and everything in there so we can mm-hmm. we can do the knighting ceremonies and stuff. We've got a few people who were we just waiting on them to message us back, but yep. no rush. You know, it's all optional too. So. Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll get back to that. And we are, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are uh, working on that Patreon exclusive series, the Black Council episode two uh, for the month of July here. And it's all going to be about the Dance of Dragons. So, mm-hmm. you know, I saw uh, uh, Sir Gibbs actually enjoyed uh, the Black Council episode one, which was, yeah. you know, talking about uh, yeah, Aegon the Conqueror's I Sons. Believe, I believe that is uh, three hours worth of content. It's three hours, <laughs> yes. Worth of content. Uh, <laughs> so we are just discussing, speculating, because we don't just yeah. summarize the stories yeah. for you uh, in that Black Council stuff. We actually kind of make some of our own predictions and, mm-hmm. and really try to discuss it and, and, and yeah. piece it out. Yeah. So an interesting fact. I just, I just want to say this. Um, because people sometimes ask us, like, oh, man, I, it, when when we see, like, comments about, like, just that people really like the show and how well it's produced and stuff like that. Interesting fact, I just thought I'd, I'd share this for people, is that Sir Ezra and I actually do this in one take. Yeah, it's true. We do. Good so call. Some, sometimes when we get going really long, uh, we're just, it, it, we just one take the whole thing. I think we've had, to, we've had to stop the podcast one time in the entire time we've done it. That's true. That's um, true. And uh, it was – I actually <laughs> don't think anyone can tell where it is. If you can – if you, yeah. if you think you can send us a raven if you actually if you can find it if you can find oh, it God. send us send us a raven letting uh-huh. us know be like, i think this is where you did it uh-huh. um and we'll do it we'll do a giveaway we'll 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 send you we'll send you some of the game of thrones pins the pins the bending oh, pins i'll even go bigger yet. than that i'll find something um we'll maybe get, a shirt we'll, and maybe we'll send a patron like exclusive shirt, shirt or, or something even, you know if you can find it i'll get the only hint i'll give is that it's in a it's it's in a follow-up friday it's episode. in a follow-up friday episode <laughs> yeah yeah but yes yeah the entire time we've done it we've only had to stop the show one time yeah, and I'm we're proud of that. Just to, yeah, just so you guys know, that's just um, yeah, that's just yeah. Well, and also that we we've always said too that is, you know, a lot of times on the fly here, it's just so much content to remember in right. one sitting. You've got like these books are massive, and then we've got the histories and everything else. So we're trying to right. tie it all together. So it's and a, and, and it's even even in other chapters, you'll have you'll have something referenced. So it's not like it's not like an entire event is in one chapter. It's yep. referenced in so many other chapters. You may to get like one specific line about something. You may have to go over here because yep. it was yep. act, like the line you're looking for is over here. Right. So like you never get the whole story usually. It's always yeah. yeah unless yeah. it's like a POV, and even then sometimes yeah. You, you know, um, I was gonna tell Sir Matt this later, but I'll tell him now. I've stopped watching the HBO series. Yeah. Because we're doing it. It's, it's, it's too. It's. I remember. And, I remember the show really well. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's just. I, it's. I just have to. I have to really grind out the books because there's just there's so much. Yeah, and I think sometimes there's slight differences, and you don't want to. We'd love to talk about the shows. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you and, send and us any raven you send us about the show, we'll talk about it. Um, abs- Heck yeah, absolutely. And it's, every any any time I remember something that's different, I'm saying I think me this too. is how they did yeah. it in the show. Sure. Because um, there are some things I like better. About right. about about the show, right, right, um, right. Even even show specific scenes. I've I've mentioned this before. The advantage of the show, in some ways, is especially go watch season one. Characters who didn't have POV chapters in the first couple of books, like Cersei and Jamie, yeah, you get some of their story, and whether it's canon or not is besides the point, yeah. 
Um, but I think it just kind of expands their character. Yep. Like the scene where Jamie is talking to Ned in it's it's mm-hmm. in in the throne room where he's talking about, you know, it was right here yep. where I watched it and, and nothing happened. And you yeah. but then it ends with it ends with Jamie kind of saying like um, it was a terrible thing. Yeah, it was it was a terrible thing. And so if you had just read Game of Thrones and watched it, if you had just read the first book and watched it, you'd be like, well, gosh, Jamie's a dick. But knowing what happens later, yeah. it's kind of like, no, actually, there's that kind of redeeming quality for Jamie of Jamie as he obviously because he's talking he about around. he's talking about Ned's father and his brother. Right. Who were killed by the Mad King, killed, killed by the Mad King. And yeah. he talks about it was like a terrible thing. Like and, I, yeah. And, and not that he's trying to justify himself, but he says, you know. Uh, how, how many nights it was and Lord stood there. Well, he, men he says he says like it felt like justice. And stood then, and watched. And then Ned Stark yeah. says like, "Is that what you tell yourself?" And like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, oh no. But you know, like yeah. it's Jamie trying to, and that and that's that's one thing I love about the show is yeah. you get these kind of extra mm-hmm. scenes and stuff like that, and uh, I think it works well to kind of build characters and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, cool. I was just reading a, a Daenerys chapter too, and I was looking up um, some Sir Barristan Selmy stuff. And he goes through a similar type of thing when he goes to pledge himself to her services, mm-hmm. has to answer for all that stuff that happened to his father, yeah. you know, and then serving another king and things. So it's, he's one of the most honorable, honorable men, you know, in, in all of the realm. Mm-hmm. So just crazy. Yeah. Cool stuff. So, well, all right, everyone, it is time to say farewell. We want to thank you for playing a game of Thrones in the next episode. We will be discussing, we will be discussing chapter 21, Tyrion, Three, and I will say real quick, addendum. Yep. Last week, I said the wrong chapter that we would be covering <laughs> yeah. this week. So I probably should have fixed, fixed that at the beginning of the show. That's but okay. as I just said, we won't take it. So we're not out of right. here changing it. But quick apology for that on yep. the wiki where I normally look. Um, it's It goes up and down, not left and right. Yeah, and so I was right. looking right, and I was like, Daenerys. And then I was like, okay, jumping into Monday, I always listen to the next, the next yeah. chapter for the week. And it was like, Eddard. And I was like, well, I jacked that up. <laughs> no, that's so. totally fine. Totally understandable. Um, yeah, another quick plug too. Uh, iTunes reviews. Um, you Absolutely, know, we love to have yeah, some iTunes reviews. Are always, huge you know. For so us. if you're if you're enjoying, we get people who've said they've been listening for a couple months and then they come out of, you know, uh, and and send us a message and stuff. And it's good to hear from those folks, you mm-hmm. know. So if you've been around listening and you wouldn't mind uh, to take a little time and send us a, get us an iTunes review, it does definitely yeah, help the show. That is a, so. Yeah, that's an absolutely free way to drastically help the show. Yep, everyone for sure. Huge. So if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that a Lannister always pays their debts. <laughs>